Hey guys, welcome back to the CIP podcast. CIP stands for Change is Possible, and today's guest really defines that. His name is Jerome Johnson Brown. He's a freelance personal trainer. He learned how to become a personal trainer in prison. He came out and he's now turned his life around and has his own successful successful PT business. You might also remember Jerome from the latest series of SAS Who Dares Wins, series five of SAS Who Dares Wins. He was recruit number 18. Besides doing TV and being a PT, he's also a role model for young men in his community. So super excited to get talking to Jerome today. Okay, Jerome, welcome, man. Thanks for coming on to the CIP podcast, mate. Yeah, it's it's good to have you on. And I think for anyone listening, they might have seen you on Channel 4's SAS, who does win today, series of that. But really why you're here is because of your transformational life story of how you've you've come from growing up in Tottenham, difficult upbringing, ended yeah. up in prison, but now you, you've turned it all around. Yeah, so yeah, why don't you just like take us back? You know, obviously Tottenham is, is, is a rough place to grow up yeah, now, yeah, a lot rougher not, than it was back in the day. It's not your average neighborhood, man. It's just like, you got kids that's got points to prove, then you got the poverty side of it as well. You got, just, I think just the frustration of the whole town is just what makes like certain people go into certain situations, mm. not knowing what you want to do can lead you into situations like, if you haven't got a plan or strong willpower, you'll be left vulnerable in an area like that. And then that area will basically dictate your future for you. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah, Tottenham, Edmonton, rough areas yeah yeah what was family life like was your mum and dad married or yeah so my mum and so I don't know my dad okay he left whatever I think can't even tell your story on him I think he got deported or whatever mm-hmm. he was used to like ring and send like boxes of clothes and whatnot over but I never really knew him and then my stepdad came in my life mm-hmm. when I was about five mm-hmm. and that's my dad. Okay, got it. <laughs> and yeah. he couldn't tell me any different. Like, yeah. just because we're not blood, that's my dad. Like, yeah. he raised me. He raised you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so credit, credit to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, so, oh, in a lot of ways, was it, you grew up in a community where there's, you know, a lot of the young men have absent fathers. You know, mm. do you feel like you drifted towards sort of older males in the community as them sort of role models? Not really, you know, because my dad was a good role model. Like, he could cook, like, he's, he could, he's the handyman, he's everything. Like, he's a good role model, mm. if I'm honest. Um, I think probably what gravitated me is just not knowing what I was good at or what I wanted to do. Peer pressure, mm. um, what's expected at a certain age, mm. you know, things like that. So I wouldn't say, I personally wouldn't say like my family upbringing had anything to do with the decisions I made. Right. I think it was just the environment, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because people, yeah, go on, sorry. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's like the, um, the peer pressure of being in a community where mm. a lot of people are taking a certain road in life that played more of a bigger part for you then. Yeah. Is that, that's what I heard, is that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So. Because the normal story is no father or no mum. Yeah. Or, dad's or on mom, drugs. That's or, it, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the normal mm. story. We make someone hit the rails and mm. do what they're doing. But with me, it was just 
the peer pressure of having to live up to a certain standards in the mm. area because the area is rough and so you couldn't take any disrespect or you couldn't have no money or you couldn't mm. um, be weak and stuff like that so yeah yeah I get it it's, mm. it's, it's sort of it's survival isn't it yeah you basically got, you, yeah. you got to survive yeah. and you know often we take the same yeah. road that everyone else is taking yeah. around us you know we don't want to be the odd one out going and getting a job <laughs> you know and, and getting a job is often very difficult in them communities as well yeah, but to be, this is what I'm saying my story is so weird it's like you, you can't understand I did have a job but my job was to not let my mum know what I was involved in mm. So when the family or friends ask, oh, so how's Jerome, what's he doing? My mum's like, oh, he's working, he does removals, he's doing his thing, and then that's it. Right. So her mind was on the fact that I had a job. She had nothing, didn't know anything until... Okay. Yeah. So how was you making your money then, back then? Um, robberies, um, selling weed, Robin, um, what do they call them? What do they call them? Brothels. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that right. was how I was making money. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what led up to the first to your to your time in prison? Because you spent time in Aylesbury, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of people might recognise Aylesbury from yeah, the yeah. Channel Four documentary The Choir yeah, that was yeah, on yeah, recently. Yeah. I was that that documentary. I was in that time. Oh, was you? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in um, side at that time when that documentary oh, wow. was filmed. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Incredible. So what led up to that then? Was it was it all the robbery sort of caught up with you and um Nah, that didn't even uh, sounds peak but I was good at what I was doing kind of thing. So that didn't it was the the beef I had with um another part of the area. Okay, like a rival gang or yeah, something. Yeah, like that. yeah. <laughs> Like to, you could say gang, but I wasn't never in a gang. I just, we didn't have no name. There That's wasn't it, no yeah. bandanas or anything. It was just a yeah. group of friends from school. Yeah, from, grew up with each other. from one area yeah, against yeah, another yeah, area. Yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah, it's the same as us. Yeah, yeah so um, a situation happened with um, my friend, actually. Yeah, it was his situation. And um, obviously, that being your friend, you want to defend your friend <clears throat> and um, I well someone had given after that night because nothing happened that night I think someone tried to be up my friend then we went out to retaliate um, didn't find the other people I think but because of that night I was moving erratic I was moving kind of like I had the gun. I didn't know. If, I wasn't going to use it because at that time, you show someone you have that, more than likely they're going to run away. Mm. There's no need to. And I always knew things like that. So um, after that, we didn't find them. And then I think Intel got, because it was late, I went back to my house, didn't hide it. Intel got out that I've got something. And then police was at my front door. 
Right, okay. Mm. So that's where it was, it was the possession, possession yeah. of firearms. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Blimey, yeah. how old was you then when that happened? 19. Right, okay. Yeah. What happened then? Did, did You obviously, you can't plead not guilty when you're yeah, found so, with possession of it, right? Yeah, so I, when I went back home that night, I must have put in like a JD bag or something mm-hmm. with the plans to get rid of it. Not get rid of it, but hide it mm-hmm. um, the next day. Um, but my friend called me, not the one that got in trouble, my no- another friend. He was like, oh, let's go calf. So we've gone calf. Calf's not open. We're walking back to my house. And then um, a bunch of people just came out the car. It was undercover police out of X5. But we had just done a robbery for um, the brothel. Right. <laughs> so um, I thought it was like people getting their own back. Uh, right, yeah, okay. so I'm like, do you know what I'm saying? But I was thinking, nah, just saying, get down, get down on your knees and stuff like that. So I'm like, nah, this is the police. <laughs> and then the police just gun bucked me, um, put me on the floor, whatever, knowing that we're not causing any aggro, like we're just complying at this time. So they've gotten me up and they was like, oh, um, have you got any um, big amount of cash? Like, no. So have you got any um big a big amount of drugs? I'm like, no, what are you not talking about? So like, have you got um guns in your house? And I paused and I was thinking to myself, where it is, because at this time they're at my house already. Okay. Yeah, they're at my house already. So I'm thinking, where it is, I can't lie. <laughs> yeah. I can't say no, I haven't because they're going to go to my house and they're going to find it. Hmm. My friends have already been in prison before, so when you when they come out and you're chilling with your friends, you get a gist of the story and how the court system works and stuff like that. So hmm. I'm thinking to myself, if I admit this, more than likely, because of my age as well, I won't get a big enough... I won't get a big amount of time. Yeah, long sentence. Yeah, yeah, and I'm thinking like this already because loads of my other friends have been jailed mm-hmm. loads of times and they're always talking stories and stuff like that and how the courts work and stuff like that. So I was like, yeah, I have um, a fire at my house and then they took me to my house, gone upstairs and then as I was about to point out where it was, they already been in the bag and took it out and showed me. Right, okay. And I was like, oh, what are you doing with this and whatnot? And I just kept quiet and then just... Was your mum at home? Yeah, my mum was at home, dad was at home, my niece was at home, Um, my sister, my twin sister's at home at the time. I think my twin sisters were at home as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's often, I know it was for me, some of the most difficult moments yeah. when it's like in front of all the family, all your siblings and that. And yeah. it's, it's like a real sh- shit, I've really let yeah. the team down. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what happened after that then? So obviously you, you, you're found in possession, I, I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah, so I'm going straight to... You're going guilty yeah, all the way yeah, now. all the way. Yeah. So I'm going, um, so I'm in this car, I'm going straight to Edmonton Green Police Station. And then the officer's like, oh, um, Listen, we know something's going on. Like, just tell us where you got it from and who supplies. I'm asking me loads of questions, but I'm just being quiet. I'm just saying, listen, just take me to the station and just let me get this whole prison thing 
rolling, like, you know what I'm saying? Then I got to the station, asking me questions. I'm just doing no comment. Um, obviously, uh, they've caught it on me, so straight to prison the next day. Was it I go next day? No, I didn't go the next day. I think I stayed in the police station for a couple of days. Then I went court. Yeah, everything was quick. So yeah, police station, um, a couple of days. Then I went court. Um, then went jail, come back, and then they was gonna sentence me. I went to Felton for two and a half, three months or something like that. Then I went back to court for the sentencing and then they sentenced me and then went straight to Aylesbury. Aylesbury, yeah. right. How long did you get? Uh, five years, do two and a half. So basically, they for some reason, I didn't get a pre-sentence report for some reason. Like, they didn't do a pre-sentence, like, to know my character, who I am and stuff like that. I don't know why I didn't get a pre-sentence report. And then the judge was like, we know nothing about him. Mm. Like, we don't know if he's a good guy, we don't know if he's a violent guy, we don't know nothing, so just based on the crime, we're gonna give him his minimum and his age, five years for the possession of firearms, three years for um, the ammunition um, run concurrent. Right, okay, yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. So, you, and you were 19? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 19 at a time, mm -hmm. sentenced to five years mm -hmm. in Aylesbury. Mm -hmm. What was it like? What was Aylesbury like? I mean, we've seen on, on 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 TV, Aylesbury's pretty, with issues. pretty rough, right? You <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. back back then that was God. We're looking what yeah. almost ten years ago. What was it like when you arrived there? Um, so I was like, now nah, I need to adjust now because I'm going to be here for a little while. So I need to adjust. But what I'm saying is, when my friends have gone to prison and they've come out, mm -hmm. it's like when you explain it in detail, everything. It's like you've experienced it as well. Yeah. So when you go there, it's not too much of a shock for me because the way how my friends have explained how it is, how the govs are, how the cells are, how the dinner um, thing runs, how the canteen runs. Like, so I've got a bit of knowledge on how the prison is. Mm. It's just how I cope with it yeah. at the time. So I've gone there. Same attitude as how I was on the outside. I can't show anyone I'm weak. Yeah. I'm not weak, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. when I, first chance I get, I'm beating someone up. Like, just so my name rings bells enough mm. so people know to leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. So I've got there, um, they've given you your beginners or introduction pack, your smokers pack, your booklet and whatever. Um, toothbrush or whatever, and then did I go in a single cell first? Yeah, I just, yeah, I've gone in a single cell first, and I was just sat there and was thinking, "Wow, <laughs> this is it." Yesterday, I was having a drink <laughs> with the, with my friends. Like, mm. um, I was talking to a girl yesterday. Like, how am I in here? Like, what have I done? Mm. What's my mum thinking? What's my nan thinking? What's my aunties thinking? My uncles, like all of this is playing on my mind. And I just went straight to sleep. Mm. Yeah. yeah. When 
you had this thing of wanting to prove you stamp your authority yeah. on the wings of people wouldn't yeah, mess yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Did that opportunity come? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So after I've gone to sleep, I think it was um association mm-hmm. and I've come out and I've said, yeah, I'm gonna play pool. Just trying to distract what I'm thinking and like, I'm thinking, ah, my mind's doing too much. I need to distract myself, like. So I'm playing pool with someone and um, a disagreement with the rules happened on the table. So he was saying uh, something about um, you can't, you can have two shots on the blackboard or something like that. And I was, I was like, no, you can't have two shots on the blackboard, whatever. And then um, he's picked up the ball and said, well, no one's playing then, like on a bully thing. Yeah, I've seen that. So I was thinking, okay. And I didn't even argue anymore. I just turned the cue upside down and just whacked him across his face. And then obviously the govs come in prison, you probably get about 10 seconds, yeah. five seconds to have a fight before all the govs come and swarm you. And then the govs come and then um, after that, I think, did I get adjudication or something like that? What happened? I was, I was just saying, listen, I felt like I was being bullied at the time. I just handled how I thought I should have handled it at the time. And then um, I think uh, the judges knew of his previous of being a bully to okay. certain people. So I think I got off with that. Mm. <laughs> Don't know how, but got off with that. And then... Um, Obviously, the name circling now. Mm. Right, who's just come on the wing and mm. creating? I don't think they've had a, heard a bell <laughs> for a while. So it's like, who's that coming on the wing making noise like that? And then obviously my name. But obviously there's some people as well that I know from the area that's in there as well. Mm. So um, that helped knowing that I got people that would defend me because I'm from the same area as them. Mm. But yeah, after that situation. No, I never got troubled. That was it. The rest of your stint was pretty smooth sailing. Yeah, there was more issues, but yeah, in terms of that situation, yeah. Was there any, like, any at all, like, rehabilitation in any way whilst you were locked up at Aylesbury? What, what, like, courses that they had? Yeah, just like, obviously, I know there is different types of fitness education yeah. stuff, but in terms of like really rehabilitating you and helping you make Yeah, positive. there was courses and stuff, but in my mind, I didn't feel like I need, I needed to change mm. my way, but I'm not that way inclined naturally. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like I needed anger management or mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember the courses names, man. I can't remember the, um, the names of the courses. I didn't think all I needed to do was change what, what I thought I needed to do was change my mindset, separate myself from the friends that I had, um, get on as much courses, gain as much qualifications, like build my character as much as I can and then come out and deal with the world. Mm. Yeah. Did you do your qualification to become a PT whilst inside? No. You done it when you yeah, came when out? I came out, yeah. So am I right in thinking that like fitness played a part of your, you know, um, time in prison? Was that a sort of pastime? Well, the, 
just fitness, yeah, fitness yeah, in general, yeah, yeah, like yeah. maybe you know fitness in yourself yeah. or, or like, getting out. As much as it might sound calculated, I I kind of planned out my whole um, sentence. So basically, I said first year, every course or every anything they have to offer where I can get a certificate or qualification, I'm gonna do. Mm. Second year, I'm gonna. Um, start the gym stuff for myself, build myself up, start the fitness stuff. And then the other half of the year, um, I'm going to just get ready for the outside world. Right, okay. Read as much books as I can and stuff like, just try and get into a routine and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. That's basically what I done whilst I was in there. Yeah, prepare yourself. Was there any book that you read in particular that, you, that really sort of you, you found helpful or profound? No, nah, not read. I just was reading because I, yeah. I don't, I wasn't reading outside. Mm. So I was thinking uh, like, you need to train your mind. If you're going to change your mind, train your mind. So I started um, yeah, of reading a lot of books and stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's a, good, that, that's a good message in itself because I know mm. a lot of inmates that I speak to when I go in and do these workshops yeah. who are doing long sentences, yeah. you know, get drawn into just getting into trouble or smoking spice or, you know, because they're like, well, what else can I do? I'm doing, I've got a 20 year sentence. Yeah. And it's like, well, you can, you can keep fit. You can read, you can yeah. educate your mind, mm. you know? So... You come out. At what point do you decide? Okay, that's this is the road I want to go down. I want to become a PT because that's what your business is now. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah, You're yeah. A, prof yeah. a professional personal trainer. Um, what like? What was the journey like getting to that? Which is basically living a legit way of life. Mm -hmm. And what obstacles did you come at along the way? Because you know, at some point, I imagine going legit. When it when there's a lot of people around you who are not legit, yeah. it must have been a bit of a stretch at yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, it was like I've got a criminal record now. Anyone asks me, have I been? Do I have to tell them? Mm. Basically, if it's on a CV, I've got a basically tell them. So I'm thinking, what jobs make sense like that they won't judge me? before they know me basically or what I can do or what what attributes I have. So I was thinking with PT, it's like a um, self-employment basically. Yeah. So I'm thinking all I need to do is do a course, show that I'm good at what I do, promote myself. Hmm. And nine times out of 10, some of your clients will ask are, um, uh, so just want to know about you but not necessarily know your deep down history so mm. I wouldn't need to share it with anybody mm. do you know what I mean so yeah. I was thinking yeah that career seems like a career that I can actually do without being judged mm. only judged on my work yeah and um, can make a success out of so yeah yeah was there any at any point because obviously start any new business yeah. money doesn't come straight away yeah. it takes graft it takes effort yeah. was there any moment in it where you were sort of looking at maybe people in your community who were getting money the, yeah, yeah. you know the easy way the wrong way yeah. well basically I, when I was in um, uh, prison I got into um, poker mm -hmm. and I made like I think the last couple of like a month before I was coming out I made like three grand nice yeah so after that I came out I already had money and then um, 
obviously I still got a big family that support me and okay. stuff like that. So they gave me some money as well. And then I put my money into the courses and stuff like that. And then, yeah. Great, so I man. didn't need to go on the roads or anything like that. Yeah. Because I already had my own money from what I made in prison. Yeah, so there was no temptation there. Mm. It sounds like, from what I'm hearing, like your family, when you got out, played a role, yeah, yeah, a big yeah, role in that as well, like yeah, yeah, really yeah, supporting you in, yeah, yeah. in making these positive life changes. Was yeah. there anyone in particular in your family who, um, who really sort of... Everyone, my mum, right. my auntie, my grandma, my uncle Paul, my cousin, the homie, my sisters, everyone. Yeah. Any, any, if anything, I want. What can I? How can I explain it? I think. I think I'm the favourite in the family. <laughs> right. Okay. So anything I wanted or I, f I needed, they would help me with it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Where do you fall in the age category? Are you the youngest? No, I'm. What on my mum's side? Out of all your brothers and sisters, there's loads of us, but on oh, my right, mum's because okay. my mum's got four. Um, I'm the second oldest. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. But so it's interesting to hear that, you know, the family play a massive part yeah, yeah, in, yeah, yeah, you know, rehabilitation for yeah. you. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's it's an important part of it. So, <laughs> to where are you at today? I mean, you, obviously you're you're a PT. You got a successful business there, and you know you you give back to your community in a lot of ways just by being a role model of someone yeah, who's turned yeah. their life around. But yeah, so um, I still do my freelance PT. I was assistant manager in the gym group, but I did find it kind of difficult to do that role and PT at the same time because mm. when you're under a company, your focus needs to be for that company, how to mm. build that company, mm. and it was kind of stressing me out because whilst I'm building this company. I'm not building my brand. Mm. I'm not building North London Power Fitness. Mm. So that was a bit stressing me. And then um, I left that job and then just said, yeah, I'm just gonna put all my eggs in this basket and just push my North London Power PT. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So your business is basically because um, North London Power, I think of like big lifting, big heavy weights. Yeah. Is it just on like powerlifting, or is it is it you cover all aspects of? Yeah, so no, it's not just powerlifting. It's the weight loss, everything. I cover weight loss, boxing, uh, circuit classes. I do all of it. But the North London Power is like the power is not necessarily like physical. Mm -hmm. The mind as well. Yeah, spirit great. as well. Yeah, like coming from North London power, I know the struggles mm. of everyone. Yeah. So you need a powerful thought or someone to represent like a powerful spirit, a powerful mind, mm. a powerful um, look. Yeah. So that's why I named it North London Power. But yeah, it's, it's North great. London Power Fitness, so yeah. I cover yeah. everything. That's great, mate. That's great. And yeah. I think it's nice that you've sort of gone back to that community and you're giving back in a lot of ways. And yeah. sometimes we we underestimate how powerful just being someone who's changed and, mm. and hasn't left the community and gone on to you know somewhere else mm. just staying in their community and showing people look I'm I've changed I'm here it's possible mm. yeah. you know it's often a very powerful statement in itself yeah. to, to the young people to the youngest you know yeah that's what I want to show them because right now still I'm still in the area so I've been in that area for like 25 years so I know pretty much everyone mm. kind of thing and I'm seeing everyone growing up 
and I'm seeing like the the, the youth making the mistakes that I'm, I was making mm-hmm. with like not knowing what they wanted to do, mm-hmm. um, getting gassed over like trainers and like these materialistic things. Mm-hmm. I'm not really knowing that, <sighs> bro, these things, you're, you're gonna wear out these trainers soon. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you're, you're, you're selling these, um, these drugs and you're not making any money. Like, mm. it doesn't make no sense. Like, mm. get yourself a legit um, path, build yourself up, and then you'll be able to leave a legacy and give back to your community. Mm. Yeah, um, I think that's a, that's a great message yeah. to, the, to the young people. And, you know, I would love to, you know, when when this is all over, we'll get you in. I'll take mm. you into some of the prisons that I yeah, work yeah, with because yeah, I think yeah. you know it's really important that people hear this message from people who've gone before them. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, I can't not ask you about SAS Who Dares Wins. There's probably yeah. a lot of people listening who'd love to hear about it. So yeah. run us through it. Like, why? What was your reason but, for before we get into that? Yeah, go on. Because I I think you was you said something, but we kind of skip. The, um, coming out and mm. getting back into yeah what I was into mm. um, I didn't get back what I was into but there was I was in a situation where it was either I said take this L and continue what you're doing and live the fight another day or lose your head do something stupid and then ruin your life forever Mm. So um, I think a couple of years after I came out, I was doing like training up for the PT, getting my qualifications and stuff. And um, I think I was um, going to watch a football match and I was just, someone was basically trying to rob me for my watch. Yeah. Basically trying to rob me for my watch. And um, um, obviously I was trying to defend myself with my fist and then I got stabbed mm-hmm. and then after I got stabbed I was thinking hold on so after that situation um, I called my cousin I said ah oh, bring me a pedal bike because I've just been stabbed just <laughs> wow. I said bring me a pedal bike because and he was like why I said I've just been stabbing I'm just going to ride to the hospital quickly so I rode to the hospital. I got standing my arm, my head, I'm like just underneath my heart here. Bloody hell. And um, that gave me even more drive to build my character and push my PT stuff. Because I was thinking, look at that. I'm trying to change my life. Wow. I get into a situation which could draw me back but my mind's telling me there's bigger than what it is. You can just leave this and just um, carry on. Yeah. You're going to get these obstacles. But that is a situation people are going through where, like, even mistaken identity, just a simple, what are you looking at, yeah. can turn someone from when they're making a positive into straight back into that negative mm. that they've been through. Mm. So I'm saying, like, to people, really work on that mentality that willpower to because you're gonna especially if you're still in the area mm-hmm. where things are still going on mm. like Tottenham's still rough that's like where the London riots was and stuff like that like it's still rough so you need to have strong willpower 
Yeah, uh, walk away. <laughs> and if you're lucky, get out of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like yeah. you have, you, you know, yeah. you've stayed, and, yeah, yeah, and you yeah, you yeah, haven't yeah. allowed that to no, no, you know no, no, draw no. you back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that is the probably the biggest thing that I find when working with young people in prison. Mm is that you can inspire a lot of great change when in prison but mm. it, what really counts is okay when I leave and something like that happens what, yeah. like what you spoke about yeah. okay when I leave and someone says what are you looking at and I get into a fight and I get stabbed how do I not go and seek revenge for that exactly do you know what I mean and 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 you know, here you are sitting in front of me, you know, a strong yeah. man who could have easily gone and took revenge, yeah. but you chose not to. You chose yeah. to let it be more of a push in the opposite direction to say yeah. that's even more of a reason for me to get further away from yeah. this way of life now. Yeah, straight. You know, and I think that's, you know, that's a story that needs to be heard, and that's yeah. why you're here today, you know, is yeah. because these are the stories that people need to hear, you know. Yeah. So um, inspirational, mate. You know, well done. Really good. It's just, it's hard though. I, I, I do feel it for people that's changed their way and come out because you can really get into situations, even if it's not with yourself, even if it's like your friend that's still behaving that lifestyle, mm. and then he gets into something, but and, but you still got loyalties to your friend. You still mm. got that connection. You still mm. want to defend him. Mm. But if he's not changing the way how you've changed like what do you do do you mm. not help him and then mm. hear all of the abuse that you might get from the rest of the friends mm. or do you help him and then get back into a situation because now you're the guy that was with the guy mm. that was do you know what I mean so mm. it is difficult it is yeah. it's a difficult situation to be in mm. that you know, isn't spoken about mm. enough. You know, I mean, I speak about this stuff a lot when I go into the prisons, but when we speak about it, the inmates are like, it's so good to talk about this because like, this is what happens when we leave here. This is what's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm still battling now, if I'm honest. Mm. If I'm honest with you, you're still battling now, but not even in a sense like down to tinted cars, yeah. slowing down, mm. winding down the window, do you know what I'm saying? Like these things still happen. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? I might have like a late night client, 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock. I'm coming back, walking through Tottenham or whatever. Um, you might get a group of guys in a car, mistaken identity. Like mm. these things are still out there that can try and reverse what I'm doing. Mm. But it's just the willpower and just seeing the bigger picture. And, and my picture is so big that none of them things phase me anymore mm. Mm. mate it's powerful it's powerful mm. stuff mm. so yeah I mean it's um, it's so important stories like this get heard and this is why I set this podcast up mm. is, is to because you know, the, these are like the little golden nuggets that just get lost in communities mm. um and you know and I, I believe it's it's that elder knowledge the men who've gone before us mm. passing this back down to the younger generations and saying what you're saying mm. is like using this as a as a motivation to not mm. go back down and not go get back into that way of life mm. so is that sort of <clears throat> part of your motivation f for doing SAS Udez wins to sort of inspire people that you can have that life but you can also turn it around that wasn't uh, that if I'm uh, that wasn't my mindset at the time, but as I was going through the course, that became my mindset. Like, yeah, listen, uh, I've come from where I've come from. I'm on a course 
where like people train years and stuff and that to try and be a part of that um, association. But I'm on a course, I'm doing this. Like, I've changed my life around that. Like, now people can see mm. that you can change. Mm. But how I got on the course wasn't um, <laughs> wasn't how I expected. <laughs> yeah. What happened there? Tell us. So. Um, uh, when I was this, I was assistant manager at the gym group. Um, I just left. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> apologies. <laughs> assistant manager at the gym group. I think it was a couple months after I left. Actually, or probably like six months after I left. Um, the manager there, uh, someone came in. I spoke to the manager about SAS, and then she was like, "Oh." Um, Jerome would do that. Jerome would do something like that. Yeah. But the way she made it seem, she made it seem, she basically said, oh, there's a course going on. Like, do you want to do it? Okay. But she made it seem like it was like another course to up my personal training level. <laughs> okay. So right. I'm thinking, okay, yeah, I'm going to do it. Like, I want, like, my level four. I want to do GP referral and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, and she was like, yeah, 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 I'll put your name down. I'll put your name down. So... I'm thinking I'm going to do written work. Okay. I'm going to be in a classroom. I'm going to study. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do whatever and then get a certificate at the end. And then, yeah, now I've upped my level mm-hmm. on personal training. So after it's doing the fitness test, they've come in, done me the fitness test, gone Harley Street. They've put me in all type of wires and stuff like that. But I'm thinking all of this just for like a level four. Like do, do and they just need to see that you're a fit somebody before they start giving you clients and stuff like that. And then um, they messaged me, that like, oh, um, you got a interview, um, Shepherd's Bush. When I've got there, I'm in a dungeon kind of thing. Like, it's a um, spaced out place, dark. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, this is the interview you're going to use for um, Channel 4. So I'm like, what do you mean, Channel 4? What do you mean? Like, for SAS. And I was like, okay, here we go. Now I get it. So I've realised, like, they put me in the SAS thing. And then I think I got, like, a week or a few days. Yeah, about a week to prepare, basically. Uh These times I'm, like, 108, 109 kg. Like, I'm heavy. I don't really do... Train, I'll teach cardio, but me personally don't really like to do cardio. I was on this bodybuilding stuff. So um, I've had like a week. I couldn't swim at all. So I learned to swim in like three days. I did like an intense course. I need to to learn how to swim or they wasn't going to let me come on the course. Mm -hmm. And um, I learned and then, yeah, I got on the course. (laughs) (laughs) three days to swim and most of that was in water as well yeah 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 so yeah jeez mate yeah so like what was your experience like obviously we watched it on the telly Mm. I took part last year I know it's brutal it's a horrible thing to go through but you know how was it for you I think I'd say it was my best and worst experience in my life because when I'm in the gym, I feel like I train hard. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I do a lot of sets. I try and go to fatigue all the time. I try and minimise my... Re- like, I try and really put my body through pressure. Like, But that experience showed me, like, 
yeah, you're far away. From <laughs> 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 you're far away. Um, <clears throat> it was good, man. It was good. Um, I did learn about my. I learned a bit more about myself. Like I knew I could push more than what I've been pushing in terms of like in the gym, in life, basically. Like. I learned how to tap into like another mode because I always thought I had like a beast mode, mm. but now like I feel like I've tapped into like a godly mode now. So yeah, man, it, it was good. It was a good experience. Nice one. Cold experience. Yeah, mate. Yeah. It looked. It looked the, the cold water. Yeah, looked, yeah. Looked pretty tough. I was a bit upset that they wasn't showing like everything. Yeah. But obviously, it's the hour episode. You need to cram everything in that's but, it yeah yeah we had the same there was some of the best moments that just never ever made it to yeah. air you know and you're like when we was out there filming it we thought in our mind we were like that's got to be shown that's yeah, got to yeah, be shown yeah, yeah straight and then yeah. it gets to air and, and like none of it's shown you're like oh you know and we yeah. we all asked Mino Films for it can yeah. you send us a copy yeah, yeah. obviously they said no but it's a shame, isn't it, that often the best moments for us recruits never make it yeah, to life Even television. down to jumping out of the helicopter, like, that didn't get shown. And all the recruits would say, the way I come out of that helicopter was like, I was part of the SAS. Like, <laughs> I, like I really done it well, but I was thinking, yeah, I need that to be shown, but it didn't get shown. So yeah. due to like the wind and the weather conditions, but yeah. Right, okay. Oh, what a shame, what a shame. Mm. So mate, what a life story. I mean, you know, you've sort of, you've come through a lot, you know, and you're out the other side now running a successful business, you know, what's the plans for the future? Well, the plan is to um, get into, I want to get into the property stuff, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, obviously continue to build my brand. Like you said, you after we speak you might have opportunities of going yeah I want to talk to the, the youth and the ex-prisoners and the current prisoners just to let them know that like there is an end you know there is a mm. finish line like you can go through what you've been through and change and come out the other end mm. and really push and build your character build your brand build yourself um, I'm just going to keep pushing man Mm. Um, wherever my wherever it takes me uh, I'm just going to grasp it and just give thanks and you know mm. praise God all the time yeah yeah, yeah. I hear you mate I, you know similar mindset to myself I believe yeah. higher powers played a part in, in all of this yeah. and I think you know you're doing it already yeah. you're inspiring people already just by you know being on social media yeah. and, and going on SAS and doing this yeah. podcast and doing your own podcast, yeah. you know, it's, it's inspiring for a lot yeah, of people, yeah, yeah. you know. Like I'm, I would say I'm, I'm content, like, well, I'm not content, but I'm happy. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a big change from what was going on before, like mm -hmm. a mega change. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm over the moon where I am now. Obviously, you can always push harder and always push for more. But in terms of, like, happiness, I'm ecstatic mm. where I am now yeah that's great mate mm. so if people want to find you on 
on social media or they want to listen to your podcast which you know is, you got some good stuff on there where, yeah, yeah, where yeah, can yeah. they where can they check yeah check so you, out? you can check me out on my podcast dmd podcast um well across the book we're on spotify itunes we do visuals as well on the youtube um finding me north london power on the instagram um big roams one on the twitter um my website www.nlpowerfitness.com and yeah Nice, <laughs> nice. So anyone in North London looking to get in shape, yeah, hit, I got hit you, I got you, I got you, hit your own got you. So thanks for coming on, mate. Thanks for having yeah, me, Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, thanks yeah, for coming yeah, on. Yeah. And thanks to anyone who's tuned in today. It's been another great episode. I think Jerome shows us all, you know, change is possible. You can, you know, go to prison at a young age, but it doesn't define you. It doesn't define the life that you're going to have. You can come out, turn your life around and inspire others to do the same. So if you enjoyed today's episode, leave us a like or a rate in and uh, hit us up on social media let us know what you thought thanks for tuning in